created live on Fireside. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Lioness Live with NFL Thread. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to introduce uh, Jennifer. So good to see you guys. So guys, welcome to YNS Live with NFL Thread, which are special guest Jennifer Davis uh, Tolliver. And I am just so excited. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Whether you're here on Fireside, welcome. We are so excited to bring you back. Jennifer, you're the first one since all the amazing shows that we've done, um, you know, before this uh, at the Super Bowl. Yeah. No pressure, right? <laughs> <laughs> never, never any pressure. So I do want to set this, uh, the show up a little bit before Cynthia introduces you. I do want you guys to know Jennifer is a super compassionate and caring individual. And she does want to say there could be some sensitive material uh, that's regarding her journey in her life. So we just want to kind of set you guys up so you're not surprised by anything. And Jennifer, that was so kind and, and sweet for you to say that just so you know people can be prepared. Welcome, welcome, yeah. Cynthia. I'm going to throw it over to you to introduce Jennifer, and I'm just so excited to jump into this. Yeah, I'm so excited um, because I feel that I met Jennifer right at a time when she was launching her first product. Um, we had an event in Philadelphia, um, NFL Thread had an event um, in the Eagles Complex, and it was such a great event. We had so much fun. I mean, we had, you know, Swoop was there. We had uh, Nicole Miller there. We had so many um, Eagles wives and NFL wives that it kind of came into that um, beautiful day just to talk a lot of great things with UBS. But um, at the event, I had the opportunity to talk to Jennifer to hear what she was doing. And, and she's done so many new products since. But at the time, she was doing Love Declan, um, the, her first product. And it was just a beautiful baby cover for when you're feeding. But it, it was like butter, you know, the way it felt. And then it had the little screen. So immediately, I got one for one of our wives at Michigan as a gift because she was having her first baby. And now I'm just ordering another one because my daughter's going to be having her first baby. So I'm so excited about it. And then also, just to kind of stay in touch, Jennifer sent me a, um, a few of her new products because she has a face balm now and a skincare, like, um, what would you call the oils? Like a serum is a skincare line serum. with a natural clean beauty brand. Exactly. So um, I got those in the mail and I started using them and my sons got their hands on them. And so I just had to order two more because they, they have beards and then they, they work so hard and they put it on. So I'm just so proud of you and everything so. that you're doing. And I can't wait to talk about your journey into this exciting business that you're doing and, and also so many other things, you know, like as an NFL spouse, as a businesswoman, as a woman in general. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. And I wanted to just say before we start, um, women like you, you, Juliet, and you, Cynthia, you guys, you're the example. Um, you're the inspiration. You know, you guys are doing it. And it shows women like us, the younger group, uh, even the older women, it shows us that it can be done. You know, having kids, being a wife, being a business owner, it, you juggle so many hats and you just you don't know how you're going to do it from one day to the next. But to see you guys do it every single day, it's an inspiration. So I just want to say thank you and, and, and hand you your flowers while you're here. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my God. That's so, that's so special. Um, and you know what, one of the things as you guys were talking and I kind of got like, like the chills thread is just about what Cynthia just kind of took us through, right? You guys were at an event, you had a product, she saw the need for the product, she gifted the product 
I'm sure other people gifted the product and now her daughter's having a baby. She's gifting it to her daughter. And that's what Thread is about. And that's what I loved when, you know, I had Cynthia on the podcast when she was telling me about that Thread, I, you know, the LinkedIn for women of the NFL. I was like, that's brilliant because what it is, is keeping everyone together. But as you just said, Jennifer, also showing the younger girls, hey, this is how it was for me in the league. It doesn't mean it's going to be exactly that way, but I would love to pay and give you my story because, right, yeah. this is all about stories and our stories all connect. When people hear our stories is when they really um, they really connect with us and, 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 and get deep into yeah. our skin. And that's when you are like, oh my gosh, that person's story. I want to know more. So I know I've done, you know, Cynthia knows I do a little research, but I also love to have the stories uncover because I am a super curious person. So I mm -hmm. ask sometimes different questions than people normally ask because I'm just, I'm, I'm sometimes like a kid when it comes to questions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and as you have your one-year-old, you'll start seeing when she starts talking and, and questions. So I would love for you to start your journey um, when you met your husband, when you met Terrence. And if you can start from there and then kind of take us a little bit through that, that would be I awesome. I met Terrence um, my senior year in college. So I had six months before I was graduating. I thought I was moving to Paris when I graduated. Um, I was living my best life. I was working. I was actually bartending my way through college. So instead of being the intern that took all the jobs, you know, the free jobs, I actually, you know, went and worked for money to pay for the things um, that I needed um, for, for school you know, gas and things like that, because obviously I was supported by my parents. But um, so I met Terrence, um, he came to my bar, and very cliche, right? So he came up to my bar, and he was <laughs> handsome, and he was staring at me, and then he leaves, and he didn't say a thing. So he came back, and he's doing the same thing, and I'm like, listen, dude, I'm not giving you my number. So, you know, <laughs> the only way you'll get my number is if you come back five times. The man came back five different times and so i had to you know i had to do my deal my end of the bargain i gave him my number we went on our first date didn't like him at all <laughs> didn't answer his phone calls for nine months um and he was persistent and then one day i was invited to an event and i had to bring people and i am not a woman of many friends so i said hey why don't i invite this guy and we have been inseparable literally since. Oh my since gosh. That event. I love that. Yeah. Um, well, you know, you need to back up a little bit though, Jennifer, because you were, you and you said you were going to move to Paris after school, you know, while you were in school, you were modeling. So like, talk about that it's exciting career. I mean, you were out there, you're in New York and you're in Paris, like talk about that. So when I was about, I think it was 19 or 20, I dropped out of college. Um, my parents were thrilled. I said, I'm gonna model. <laughs> they, uh, they were like, all right, are you sure? And I said, yes. So I went to Paris. Um, while I was in Paris, I visited and I hung out in London. Um, I came back to the States. I was able to get my first cover. I had my first spread. Um, I walked in one race, runway shows. Um, and then I realized that that wasn't what I wanted to do. Um, I saw a bit of success in it, but not monetarily, obviously, because models don't get paid unless you're an Instagram model nowadays. But back then, 
And also back then I had a body type that was not accepted at the time. So my body was a little bit curvier. So I was, I wouldn't say I was Kim Kardashian before Kim Kardashian, but the curves were there and Kim Kardashian hadn't been who she is now to have that being accepted. Hmm. So um, I saw a little less work than others. And then I felt as if, I didn't like to be told what to do. I didn't like to be judged of what to do in that sense, meaning I didn't like to be judged based off of my looks. That that wasn't something that I wanted to do going forward. So I went back to school and then I got a job hosting a television show. So I have been a TV host before also. Um, I worked with a Mikasa Broadcasting Company and we did an English Spanish daytime TV show. I did that for a year and then the company shut down, but we were syndicated in 10 different countries. Um, We were on five days a week. We filmed in batches. So we showed up, I think, twice a week. Um, We showed up twice a week, batched maybe three shows each time we went each time uh, we filmed and that was that. And from there, I went and I started doing sports journalism. I was a sports reporter and a beat reporter. I was a beat reporter for school. I was a sports reporter for a company called Athletes Connection. So honestly, I've dibbled and dabbled in a lot of different things. I have a lot of different titles, but entrepreneurship has seemed to be my home. Yeah, go ahead, Cynthia. I mean, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be so awesome to revisit your show with your you know the whole premise of it? So exciting! You could do a podcast, you know, bringing those girls to back together. You know, back in the day, it was a whole TV production. You had to have a film crew. You had to go into mm-hmm. edits. But like yeah. today, wouldn't that be great to revisit that and put something together and bring your girls back together? And I'm um, talking about what you're doing. I was thinking I that, I'm sorry. that, what's that? No, I was thinking that it would be a great idea if we were, if we had been like on YouTube 12 years ago, because that's when the show was filmed. If we had been on YouTube at that point, ah, we would be, you know, a hundred million followers because it was such a good show. Yeah. You know, we had such good topics. It wasn't very cliche. You know, we, we had a lot of different cultural background things going on. So each of us were different in age and in culture. And it brought a group of women together that showed strength, it showed tenacity, and it showed that there wasn't a cookie cutter woman in the room, you know? And um, it would be great for for us to revisit. But a lot of those women, uh, you know, are busy with lives and babies. And one of the (laughs) ladies has a daughter going to college. And so it's a little hard to kind of get us all to sit down for a second. Well, and you know what? Yeah. I mean, what I love about all of that, and this is, you know, my podcast is about that. You know, this segment always seems to go back to like what, you know, our core is. And it is that we all have different paths, right? Um, It is one of those things that I truly believe, and whether it's God or the universe, that we all have a plan. And sometimes we don't find it if we are you know, it's set in fear because we are fair, you know, Mm -hmm. scared to move forward or scared to try things. Or if we just start going through life without listening and and seeing things or daydreaming, I'm a huge component of daydreaming, you know, find that space where you can, I I do it when I walk my dogs, I walk my dogs and I dream, you know, this life. um, And and it really is the life I have, but there might be little things that I'm like, Oh, I would love to try this, or I would love to try that. And a lot of times when you do those little dreams, your body, you know, it, it, it's sending something out there. And if it's meant to be yeah. your path, God or the universe will kind of send you those signs, put people in front of you. And if you're not listening, if you're not aware, if you're just going through life, you're going to miss those. So what I love everything that you just said is that 
clearly you're fearless that you're like, okay, I'm just going to try a number of things. Do you think that fearlessness came? Cause I love to ask my, my guests this question. Do you think it came just innately or were you raised, uh, you know, or do you think your parents really instilled that in you? Well, I want to go back a little bit because with the fearless, because I do fear. I have a fear every day. I have self-doubt every single day. And it may not be in um, looks or cosmetic. It's more of, do they love my products? You know, do they really work? Um, You know, can I really do this? Can I be a wife, a mother, and a business owner? Can I step forward every day and be my best self without losing my mind? And Fear, fear is showing up to this podcast, you know? I've never done a podcast before. So no, I'm not fearless, but every single day I make a choice to put one foot in front of the other for my child, for my family, because I would never want to look at her and say to her, mommy quit because she was scared. I never, yes. never want to tell her anything like that. And it does go back to growing up. My father was very, very dreamy. Um, my father played in the NBA for, I think, six or eight years. Wow. And his path was not linear. He was cut several times. He was a rookie at 27 years old. He came from, um, not to offend anybody, but the slums of Philadelphia. Um, he is a story within himself and he dreams every single day. And we, when we were younger, we took a lot of road trips and on our road trips, he may not know this or my mother, but I listened, I listened to every conversation. I listened to every dream. I listened to the way he spoke about things and me listening to him and him and stealing independence. And him instilling, um, I wouldn't say a fearlessness, but a go-getter attitude. And my mother as well, she's stubborn. Um, she is a go-getter. Uh, she, she is stubborn to the teeth. Um, so, so those two have, are a combination of me, uh, definitely a combination of me. So yes, I grow up with uh, an attitude of you can do it. Your, yes. your parents believe that you can do it. You know that you can do it. It's just one one day at a time and you'll get to where you're going if you're consistent. Go ahead, Cynthia. The thing that I love the most is that, um, yes, you can do it and you do it, but then you also make it clear that you can decide that you don't want to do it anymore and it's not for you. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? The other thing is when you just said at the end, it's a consistent you show up consistently, you show up to do something yeah. consistently. And that's so important because a lot of times people will stop doing something because they're like, oh, I don't know if it's right. But if they're consistent every day and it is me- it's the path that they're meant to be on, it's going to, you know, something's going to come out of it. And, you know, someone can say, oh my gosh, you did all these things, you bounced all around. That's what you were supposed to do. That was supposed to, every part of your path built you to where you are now and where you are going. And the thing that I love that you said so much, and I totally got choked up that you listened because I feel like I'm always telling my kids, you can do anything. You dream it in your mind and you can create it. Look what mom has done. Look what dad has done. And my husband's a little bit more, you know, more practical and he, you know, is in the corporate world, but you can dream things. And if you, if that comes into your mind, you can put feet on the floor. If you take action, if you believe in yourself and if you are consistent. 
sense. So everything you just said, I literally was like ready to like just burst and scream <laughs> because your parents also would be so happy to hear that you listened and you took what you have. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want all the listeners, wherever you guys are listening, to take that piece that Jennifer just said, because it's so important. She believed in herself, even though she's scared, because we all are, right? As you said, doing different mm-hmm. things, it's scary. The unknown is scary. But if you believe in yourself and you are consistent, you could do great things. So I love it. I love it. Yeah, I think what happens is we have a great fear of failing. And failing has such a negative connotation and it shouldn't because we are meant to fail. We are supposed to fail. We should fail because when we fail, we fell forward. And what failing forward means is that you end up failing enough to finding your next path. You trailblaze. So maybe this doesn't work out. Maybe this doesn't work out. So then you go into the next thing or you feel like you get a sign that says, okay, you know, this isn't for me. I don't really want to do this, which is fine. You go on to the next thing. But as you said, you, you dream enough and you believe in yourself enough that when you meditate, when you see your future before it actually happens, you can achieve anything you put your mind to. It just takes the time to do it. It's so true. Thank you, Gina, for the love. Because it's so, I mean, it's literally (laughs) everything that this is about. This is, I mean, this is, you know, Cynthia, I know when you said you're going to love Jennifer. And I was like, oh, I'm sure I will. Because I enjoy people. But everything that you just said, and that's what, you know, that's what the listeners need to hear. Because everything you just said is so on point. And it's so important if someone's feeling unsettled or stuck in their life. You know, as, as you said, you jumped and you did the modeling. But you were like, you know what? This is not for me, but I tried it. Someone could look and be like, oh, I failed because I didn't, you know, I didn't do it. No, you look at, as you said, the failing forward. No, I got, you got experiences in that world that Mm -hmm. then took you to the next step and then the next step and the next step. And you got stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. And now look where you are. I mean, having a one-year-old and having, you know, multiple businesses, um, you know, you are doing it and you're doing it amazingly. And one of the things that I always say, and I believe that we said that Tommy Vincent said it, and I loved when she said this, is that we can, you know, as, as women, you know, when I was um, when I was having my children, it was kind of the time where women can do it all. If, if if you have a job, you can have kids, and you can be in the you know the corporate world. And I was like, I, that doesn't feel right to me. That doesn't feel right to yeah. me for me. It might feel it for someone else, but I want to be home with my baby. I want to do that. But I felt, and I'm a confident person. I always have been. But when you have your first child things you're like, oh, it's happening up here. You start questioning things. You get a little like you a little yeah. wonky and you got to get your feet back. But I remember being like, I don't want to do it all at once. I, I can do it all, but not at once. And Tommy Vincent said that you can do it all, but not at once. And so I think that's so important. So I would love to, to hear your thoughts on that. Oh, my thoughts on that are that I agree. We can't do it all in one day, but I feel like some days I can be a hundred percent of a mother. Some days I can be 100% of a wife. Some days I can be 100% of a business owner. Each day I realize that it's okay if I don't give that full percentage to the next thing. But if I can do it great that one day, that'll give me enough time to come back to it maybe two days later or a day later and say, you know what? Okay, I was 70% of a mom today. I'm going to be 100% of a mom tomorrow. You know, I'm going to be 100% of a business owner and do what I need to do the next day. And so that is my driving force. I know I know, I can't do it all. And my poor husband has gotten the least of it this last year with a growing <laughs> business and a growing baby. But he's there every day, every day to support me in anything that I need. 
and everything that I need. And I let them know, you know what? You know, I couldn't give you 100% today. And I'm sorry, but one day, one day it's going to be to where, you know, these things are going to be delegated to other people. And I can just be with you and our children or our one child. Um, I don't know how many more I have in me. <laughs> but um, so, so, so that's how I see it. I know that I can't do it all in one day, but I like to try to give my everything to one thing at a time. Yes. And that's, and it's also, go ahead, Cynthia. I was going to say, well, it's also decades, right? It could be like your 20s or this, your 30s or this, your 40s or awesome. that. Yep. And that's that's how my life, but I love the day, how you just laid out the day. Cause I, yeah, when you're in the weeds, you're in the weeds. Right. Cynthia, go ahead. Yeah, yeah I definitely. Um, so we're going to talk about giving 100% and you giving 100%. So I'd like to back up a little bit and talk about that, you know, post modeling when you decided to go back to school. Not only did you go back to school and graduate, but then you went on to get your master's. And not only did you get your master's, but you graduated with a 4.0, you know, and so like when you, when you do things, you really do things. <laughs> and so like, and I want to talk about that decision that you made post master's to say, what do I do with, with this? Where do I go next? Where do I fit in, in this world of business? Well, as we talked about earlier, I jumped around a lot. I didn't go into the traditional internship for three or four years and then go into a company. Uh, I didn't, I, I decided to work my way through college, um, not pretty much be a broke college student. Um, so those, those had consequences, which means I didn't have a lengthy resume that says I volunteered X, Y, and Z and that I interned X, Y, and Z for so many amount of years. When I showed up to job interviews, there would be like 10 different careers on there and people would be like, is she serious? Why is she here? <laughs> so, um, in, in going through that and I, I had been rejected, literally I would do 50 to a hundred, um, fill out resumes weekly. Honestly, I mean, just over and over and, and, and I would get rejection after rejection after rejection. I was rejected to be a flight attendant, you know, like, ah, why, <laughs> you know, like, it's not hard. Why can't I be a flight attendant? And so I looked at my life where I was and we were in the NFL. Well, we were transitioning out of the NFL and going into the CFL. That required my husband to be gone for six months at a time out of the state. Well, I didn't want to be left behind and I wanted to be with my husband. Um, I felt like I had every right. So as we were going back and forth to Canada, I had nothing to do. I was literally watching every single show that I could watch. I, I'm, I love TV, by the way. Um, I love a good series, so I'll binge. Um, but it became unhealthy and I wouldn't go outside. And I was like, something has to change. So I might as well try to progress in my career while he's doing his thing and when he's done and i'm done maybe i can use my master's degree in business to do something um and i was still plugging in plugging in my resume resume and nobody would would, would take a bite and so i said you know what an idea i got it when i was at a starbucks in canada for the for the nursing cover a mother had sat down at a at a, at a table at starbucks and she had she put her coffee down her notebook had her baby pulled up and the baby just starts going bananas. The baby was hungry. So she went to the restroom to go feed the baby. And I thought, wow, I, you know, what could I have done to help her? I was just by myself, you know, no responsibilities around me. I feel like I could have done something. And I went home. No, I went to a fabric store. I left Starbucks. I went to a fabric store and I said, I could do something. And then the cover, I, I created the cover. And, and that was that with the cover. 
I love that. And I, I know when Cynthia said the, the, the clear part. And so I was the, I nursed all three of my babies and it, you know, this is now my oldest is 16 and we didn't have like a good cover. There was no, it was, it was like before cover. So I used mm-hmm. to just take my breast out and feed wherever I was, but that's because it was me. Like I didn't want to go to the bathroom and miss out what was going on, <laughs> but you can see where the people would, you know, I mean, my mom would be like, Oh, what are you doing? I mean, I horrified a ton of people, um, but it's because I didn't want to miss out. So I love that you thought about the clear part. What made you think about that? Well, I am also like you. I don't cover. Um, I did at first, but then it just, it's a way of life. You know, this is what we used to do. This is how we used to live. Right. At first I decided, you know, okay, I can make a cover for women that maybe don't feel like they want to expose themselves that maybe you know after after postpartum or during postpartum after our baby we don't feel the greatest about our bodies everything has changed and I wanted to create something for women that didn't feel as comfortable and as maybe as confident to say you know what I'm going to show these stress marks on my stomach I'm going to show these roles that I've just acquired I'm going to show it all and show, you know, my bosom. And so I I created it for that. And then I created it for other women who say, you know what? I may not cover around people that I know, but I may be at a park next to another man or next to another family. And I don't necessarily want to expose myself to their child. So let me just, you know, throw this on top of me and, and, you know, get, get some coverage. So it's kind of, it's a little bit for, for everyone. If, if you don't feel the need to expose yourself or if we're having body image issues. So it's really, that's really kind of where my target area was. I love that design too. Like not only did you come up with a concept, which I think is out of need, but you also have a really nice design flair, you know, where it's, it, it goes over your um, shoulder and then off one and then it drapes over. It just looks like this beautiful thought, like a beautiful piece. And, and that was the concept. Yeah. And that, so um, for those that are interested in creating their own product, like, can you walk us through a little bit about like, how, how does it go from your head to my friend who I brought, who I had it delivered to, like, how did you do that? I, um, sketched it. I after I went to the fabric store and to look at the material, I wanted it to feel a certain way. I didn't want it. I didn't want it to be cotton. I didn't want it to be rough because it's going to go over the baby's skin. Right. And what happens to baby skin? It's sensitive. You can't just put anything on it and anything will irritate it. So I wanted to feel what I wanted it to be like. So I found my fabric, I sketched it because I had this image in my head. I'm a very visual person. I meditate. I see, you know, I'm, I'm just kumbaya, namaste over here. So I, I <laughs> visualized it. I sketched it out. And then I went to Alibaba. And I went to Alibaba to find a manufacturer who would work with a small business owner um, or to do minimum, small minimums, because when you go to um, – China to do your uh, inventory, they obviously want numbers. And they're talking 20,000, 100,000. Little old me didn't have the numbers to do that. It was just an idea. So I couldn't order that many. And Lord knows I didn't have the budget to do that. So I messaged uh, a manufacturer. And I mean, it was trial and error. So we emailed back and forth uh, for several, several months. 
And finally, we had a prototype. He sent me the sample. The sample came in. I um, approved it. And then we did a larger order, which my large order was, I think, 500. That was my first order. Okay. I had 100 of each color. So I, no, 125 of each color because I only have four colors. So smart. And Cynthia, I love that question because that's what a lot of people will say. Well, I have all these ideas, but I don't know where to go. I don't know where to start. And I think, you know, what we talk about a lot is the asking the questions to do the research. Like, you know, just don't sit on that, that, that thing that's in your mind because you think, oh, someone's going to say you're so stupid. You know, I've had people on the podcast and yeah. it's been so interesting. They've had ideas and they're like, I didn't do it because I did thought, oh, someone was going to say, who are you to do that? But when you get that out of your mind and then you ask the questions around and then you, as you said, you research, you sketch, you're just like, what are the next steps? Really just kind of putting it down and, and then taking action. The action part is what's so important because it's, you're going to, as you said, you're going to make mistakes, but mistakes are where we learn. Mistakes are what we learn from. So, and as you said, anytime I make a mistake, I'm always like, okay, I either need to like stop and settle myself and then yeah. organize myself. And then mm -hmm. next time, no, okay, I need to have that on my checklist above, right? I need to, to yeah. make sure I don't do that. I mean, that's a learning experience. We learn from our mistakes. So can you share with us just as you, because you've created so many different things, what was one of the biggest mistakes or falling forward that you did, but one of, what was like the biggest lesson out of it? If you can share, I mean, I know you might be like, wow, that's a lot <laughs> to think about, but if you could do that. The biggest lesson, um, I probably would have created my website for the um, covers. I would have created it and, and, and done a trial run, like a pre-launch. So what a pre-launch is, is um, you get your website together as if everything is um, there and ready. And then you do uh, pre-orders. So with the pre-orders, you'll then find out how many people are interested in this yes. certain thing. With that, you can find out where these people are, like where in the world they are. And, and these are metrics that are really important. I'll tell you one second. So you find out where you end up finding out where they are. You end up finding out their age. You end up finding out their interest. You end up finding out things that you need to market to other women like them. So whereas I did the marketing on the back end, I had already had the covers. And then I said, well, how do I market this? And I have to learn this process. Well, if I had done that in the beginning, a pre-launch site, then I could have continued to market to women like that, which then would have brought in sales much quicker. And I would have been able to grow the business at a faster pace than I would have the other way. So mm -hmm. it, it was it was a learning experience that it didn't hurt me, but it would have propelled me to, I mean, a, a, a place I, I couldn't have imagined if I had done it that way. Yeah, which really makes sense because and that's what a lot of times, you know, people that have products, that is what they say. And, you know, our first thought, you know, even my first thought is you create, you know, you create the website, you get the product. So if someone's interested, you can send it. But it is now you hear it's the opposite because you want to see how many. So you know how many colors to order. You know how many new mm -hmm. things to do. You know, and I'm sure, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of your business probably was word of mouth because people were like, oh my gosh. I mean, as Cynthia said, she, you know, she was like, I'm giving it to everyone I know. In my I had anytime my mom, I had this one, it was called Pad and Pad and it was this, and they don't really make it anymore. And it was a, a woman owned company. They were in California and someone had given me one, but it was like a big circle changing pad. And I lived in New York city. So I didn't love my kids hands like 
when they were on, they would fall and go on the ground. So this like kept your whole child on it. And then as they grew, they could use it as a coloring. They could sit oh, and color. It was really, really cool. And then they kept shrinking it and shrinking it because it you know, was obviously expensive. But I remember how many people I sent that to and then how many people yeah. would send it to them. So I'm sure that's what happened with yours. It just kept you know, kind of moving forward, which mm-hmm. is, is amazing. Yeah, because in, in the mom industry, moms like to know what works. We don't have time to, to, to go through the trial and error of, <clears throat> excuse me, to go through the trial and error of going to find something that could possibly work. We want to know when we buy that, we don't have to second guess. It's, yep. You know, it's going to work. It's done. And we can use it effectively. Well, we didn't at the time, you know, have that. So I need to turn this heat off. Give me just a second. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no worries. <laughs> I'm getting parched over here. The heat's blowing in my face. <laughs> so wh- why don't you tell everyone, because I know if people are like me, they're like, okay, well, I, you're talking about all this stuff. Where where can we find it? Where can we go? Because um, then also we want to jump into what you're doing now, um, which is going through the scroll. So just give us a little bit of that. That would be awesome. So the, the nursing covers are on lovedeckland.com. And the uh, skincare line is viloskin.com, V-I-L-O-T-S-K-I-N.com. And that goes, and that's, you guys can see it. If you're not on Fireside, you can't see it, but but it's going through the scroll. And this will be all in the show notes and be there. Now, if they go to your skincare line, can they find the nursing covers there as well? Or is there uh, an Instagram? No, I I keep them completely separate. There is an Instagram, love at lovedeck. Perfect. Can you spell that? Because remember, I'm dyslexic, so I know I'd be spelling it all wrong. (laughs) Yes. L-O-V-E-D-E-K-L-Y-N. Wonderful. So you guys, and again, this will be in the show notes. So if you're driving, please don't be pulling over and pulling the pen out of your purse. (laughs) I do have to give it a plug though, because it really does feel like butter on you. It's just so smooth. And then the product line really was influenced by that because it really started off like as a baby bomb, didn't it? Like for the baby sensitive skin, but then because it just worked so well for the baby and then it worked so well with, you know, Jennifer found results on her own. I think the baby scratched you or something and you were like, let me. Oh, my <laughs> daughter. That was oh, I saw that. Uh, yes, I saw that on your Instagram. Terminator. Um, <laughs> that was recent. But um, at the time, I was actually it was to accompany the cover, the nursing covers for mm-hmm. um, stre- stretch marks and um, moisture for your belly area because you know it's expanding at a fast rate and so you want to support the elasticity as much as you can and um it worked great i used it all through my pregnancy and then um i started to do this crazy thing and use it on my face and then i gave it to my mom and i gave it to my aunts and i said i think you should try this um i gave it to my incredible women tribe um i have to say my women tribe, my tribe of women, however they would like to be called, um, <laughs> they have supported every single crazy idea that I've had. Um, they tribe. have been mothers, <clears throat> they have been friends, they have tried my crazy things and they've sent them to their friends word of mouth and they've supported the business and over and over again. And you know when someone likes it that they order things without even telling you they're about to order it. Um, and and so they really have been the backbone of me growing these businesses. Um, and so I just wanted to make sure I, I let them know that I'm completely grateful because they truly, they have written re- honest reviews and given it to people who have said, oh my God, this really is incredible. 
So, and, it, and it's gone down, gone down the line. But anyway, so those tribe of women were my audience. Like they helped me figure out what needed to, what there needed to be more of, what there needed to be less of and how to market these things. And they're, I guess they've kind of been my little, my little bunny since we're cruelty free. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. I mean, first of all, I love you say tribe. That is so cool. And, you know, it's really the premise of everything that we do because it's just really about having those like promoting within your groups and families and organizations and life. Like, let's promote each other. Let's push each other up. Let's grow together. You know, and so, yeah, so I love that. And it's important to get honest feedback, too. You know, so you're like, does this product work? Do you like this product? Um, I have to say it's fantastic. And I... I'll be working and I'll just kind of grab the face bomb and just kind of put it all over. A couple of times my husband came home. He's like, uh, like what's on your face? Cause like sometimes I don't even rub it in. I'm just <laughs> lathered up and I'm just shining away, like loving it. I'm like, Oh, sorry. I didn't, I, I had my bomb. I didn't rub it in, but I, I leave it on the Island at home and everybody walks in and just grabs it. And my family's insane right now. They're just like, like <laughs> Oh, I can't, I can't wait to try it. I want to be yeah, heading over I, there. Yeah, it really is awesome. It really is. I'm so proud of you and I'm so proud um, that you have found like these products that speak of who you are, what's important to you and also kind of lend itself to others. But um, it's bigger than the product. You know what I mean? It's the message behind the product and it's your, you know, your um, journey and finding out that, hey, I am my own boss best and that's where I fit in. And that is, I think, where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You know, so I want to take it back because what we always do, and we really haven't touched on this. And this is what, you know, when, when uh, we started this series, it was really because when Cynthia was like talking, when I had first had her on your next stop and she was talking about all the different things she did. And when Michael was got transferred and then my brain started going and I'm thinking, okay, if someone has a business and then their husband or boyfriend, you know, gets transferred, what happens to your mindset if you're growing something and you have to be there or when they leave the league? What, and so then I, you know, and you're, you're a mom and you got to find the dentist and you're leaving friends. And I literally just kept going and going and asking all these questions. So I would love if we can just take it back. So I know you said you were, you know, sending your resume out. Your husband was, you know, going six months was away. Where, so this is really for the younger girls that are listening, right? That are thinking, okay, you know, we either got transferred or I don't want to start anything because I'm, I'm worried that we're going to get transferred. Can you take us through, I mean, obviously you had an entrepreneur, you know, spirit background, but it doesn't mean that someone that doesn't shouldn't start something if they're, if they're interested. So if you can take us a little through that um, kind of journey, that would be awesome. What I would say is that I never wanted to recreate something that I couldn't bring with me. Right. So I wouldn't start a business with refrigerators. I can't take refrigerators everywhere. Um, But (laughs) small things like covers, they're like your clothes. Um, If you care enough, leave your clothes behind, take your business with you. You know, so it's the small, it's it's thinking of things like, okay, how much would this weigh? Where can I store it? Can, will an extra room in the house where we're going um, suffice as an office or a warehouse or an inventory room? It's small things like that where you, it's non-negotiable. Um, yes, yes. Where yes, yes. I am is where my business is going to be. And honestly, I've moved twice. I've moved twice with two businesses. Um, and at one point I had a child. Um, so mm-hmm. if you want it bad enough and you stick your, you know, your nails in the ground, your feet in the ground, you will do whatever you have to do to accomplish that goal, to accomplish 
exactly what you want to accomplish. You just have to have the mindset and know that, you know, we think of things as grand. We say, oh, I want to start a business and then look at Oprah's favorite things. Like there's so many steps before we get there. Can you handle the inventory of Oprah's favorite things? I'm going to be honest. I can't right now. It's handcrafted small batches right behind me. You know, you can't see right behind me like that. It's, it's, I can't handle Oprah's favorite things, but I can handle the market that I am marketing to at the time. So if I can do what is in my power and if I can stick to what I know until I can delegate things to people who don't need to be in the same place as me, then that is how you move forward. You can't think of things as grand. You literally have to just put one foot in front of the other every single day and do the best thing that you can do one day at a time. And it will then lead to the bigger picture. Oh my goodness. Like scream. I mean, beautiful. (laughs) Cynthia, do you, I I know you want to say something too, and I can keep mine in my brain. Yeah. Um, because so now let's talk about doing all that and not only being able to pick up your business and go anywhere, but you know, this is interesting for me because you know, my, like my daughter is having her first baby and she has her career. So, you know, what about adding the baby into the mix of, you know, your business and how did you transition into that and how do you handle that? Um, the day that I delivered, I was answering emails and dealing with orders two hours later. Um, (laughs) This is because I wanted it. I wanted to succeed and I wanted my business almost more than anything else in my life. And I like to think of it as um, a lock-in. We see our husbands, we see our coaches, we see our partners, right? When it's football time, what else matters? If you're having a baby, you might make it to the delivery. You know, if you have your child has a dentist appointment, the wife probably has to take because they can't leave practice. You're not missing a day at practice to take my kid to the dentist because it's just it's unheard of. Would they be allowed to? I'm sure if they asked, maybe, but it would not be looked at as it would be looked at them as not being dedicated to their sport. So I like to call it the lock in. I locked into my businesses and I locked into what I wanted and I wouldn't let anything take me away from that. And so some days Gray says, mom, you're not going to work and that's okay. But my computer is right there while I'm breastfeeding and I am getting those emails and I'm doing that research. I am trying to figure out what's the next marketing thing that I can do. I, she doesn't nap very well without me. So it's not like I can put her down and um, leave for for a long time. So at first I would wear her. I wore her and I poured bomb. I wore her and I mixed charcoal mask. I did everything that I could do. Nothing was going to stop me. And I think that if you continue to, if you instill that in you, if you lock in like our, like our husbands lock in, you know, they train so many hours a day. They study, they have to watch plays, they have to um, watch film, and they have to study their opponents. If we lock in like they lock in, we would do such great things. And and it's unbelievable. I like to call it the lock-in. Yeah. Beautiful. I definitely want to share with you, it's kind of funny that you say that. Um, When my first son was born, my husband was not there. And we were so young and Michael V, I went into labor the day before the Dallas game and we were in Arizona 
And um, my husband didn't know what to do, but like we were young and that was his job, you know, and, you know, Coach Stallings was like, he's like, son, my wife Ruth Ann would want me there, but son, I need you here, you know? Yep. <laughs> it's like, Michael, you have to go. Like I was telling him, this yep. is our job. You know, this isn't a choice. And he, he went, cause I was like, you can't stay here. You have to go play a game. And so he wasn't there for his birth, but it was really cool. It's our little story. And, you know, a really amazing co um, pl former player um, then was the president of, of the Cardinals, um, Larry Wilson, called my husband to tell him he had a son, you know. And yeah. for us, it wasn't a choice because that was our job, you know. And so, mm -hmm. right, that there is a lock-in. There's like, of course, we understand that as women and we understand yeah. that for our men, but we don't always understand that for ourselves. Okay. You know, we're always so afraid to say, I'm locked into what I'm doing and that's what the way it has to be. Yep. So I love that. And I love that you say you wore Grace. You wore her. Yeah. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. I love that expression. Well, and that's, and just, and I, you know, Cynthia, thank you for sharing that story. Cause I don't, I don't think I mm -hmm. knew that. And I, it's so important because also for outsiders to hear, like you were telling him, Michael, you need to go. Maybe he didn't want to, but you were like, you have to go. A lot mm -hmm. of times people don't, you know, see that they think it's, you know, the it's, it's run a different way. But the other thing is what, you know, Jennifer, you said is that you made the adjustments. You didn't have a nanny or do something. Not that that's wrong. Someone could have done that that way, but you figured out how to make it work for you. Yeah and your child. And that's what's the most important. And that's what I want you guys everywhere that's listening, wherever you are, to, you can make it work on your terms. It doesn't have to be like your next door neighbor. It doesn't have to be, you don't look at what other people are doing. You make it work how you need to make it work. The other thing that I love that you said is, you know, that grace needs you when you sleep. You know, other people are like, oh, you know, you when you're when you new mom, the sleep training. I remember I used to get up and I would nurse my babies back to sleep. And my sister would say, you can't do that. They're going to get all screwed up. And the one time I like, I think I was like, let them like fuss for like 20, like or not even 20, like 10, five minutes. Uh -huh. They like threw up. And I was like, I'll never do that oh, again. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you can't. And I would nurse them back to sleep. I would sleep with them, you know. Because that's what they needed. And so that's the thing that we need to think about and praise new moms. You need to do it how it works for you. If it doesn't feel yeah. good in your gut, don't do it because someone else is saying, or there's a book written about it. Because I know my uh -huh. sister would give me books and I would read it and I would I'd be like, no, my kids are not like that. We are not in the book. We are not. Yeah. We do things different yeah. in the house. We can write our own book. But near, not in the book. We are not in the book. We are outside the book. We are far from the book. <laughs> But it was I. It was a, a, a journey, especially with my first, to think about. Oh, this is how we're supposed to do it, and it's not working. And so I need to. I need to do it how it's supposed to work for me. So I love everything that you just said, and 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 um, you know. I'm just so honored to have you on here and talking because you're helping so many oh of the young players, but not only that people that are not even in the league, cause they're hearing what you just did throughout your life and how, um, you know, and anyone that didn't listen to us, you got to go back in the beginning because as a parent, you know, you saying, listening to your dad and his dreams and, and your mom, um, that's where it all started. And that's your story. That's what your story is about. So I'm just so honored. Uh, you know, again, I love that I'm here with Cynthia and being able to, to talk with you women that just impressed me so much and impressed and not, you know, in, in the best way. It's just, it's just wonderful. You're doing amazing things. So thank you for, for being here. Thank you so much for having me. And I, I kind of want to touch back on what you were saying um, about the journey you had with your children. That's also how, as women, we should go about life. Every person's path and every person's um, 
picture is completely different. No two journeys will ever be the same. And I think if we tried harder to be less hard on ourselves, then we, we could, we move mountains. We are women, you know, yes. we're strong. And I, I just, I really, it's women empowerment is really, um, it's big for me. I want women to know that they can do, they can do anything. They can do anything. And as you said, visualizing it, meditating, journaling, just seeing it before it happens really, really and truly matters because every journey, of course, like I said, is not linear. And if you say, well, that worked for Jen or that worked for Cynthia, so maybe I should try it that way. No, use us as an example and inspiration, but then do it your way if yes. you fail fail forward go the opposite way maybe you aren't meant to do one thing but you could be meant to do something else and and you'll finding you'll find it out by like i said failing forward trailblazing and finding your way but don't ever think that you are going to have the same journey as someone else and if your journey isn't exactly the same, that it's not gonna work out for you because if it's meant for you, it's in the cars, it's in the universe, and God has that dream yes. or vision in your heart, you'll you'll do it and you'll do anything that you can to get it. Yes. And and you know, and and the thing that's also and I want to touch this and then I know Cynthia we're gonna ask about the worth ethic <laughs> um question. But the thing that also and I want and this is I talk about all the time, so I love that you touched on it, like the meditating, the daydreaming and all of that. What I always say to people too, the journaling, because that is if you talk to most people that are successful, they have some sort of process. Um, but then this is the process I always want to hear. When I first started really, you know, blowing up my business, people would say, you have to journal. Well, I'm dyslexic. Journaling is actually like a nightmare for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it stresses me out. I can't spell. I have to like put such effort in my brain. However, I can voice journal. So yeah. you can do things in a different way. It can just be a slight thing. But I learned that myself when I walk my dogs and I'm daydreaming. I have my phone. I can voice text myself. I can voice note myself. And that's when I do my best. I can't sit and do the um because then I think about laundry. I am not someone yes. that is a, a still thing. I need to be moving to think my best, but I know that about myself. So that's the first mm -hmm. thing I always tell you know my clients and my listeners is to find what you are best. Think about your strengths and your weaknesses. Knowing your weaknesses are huge. Knowing those, yes. and it's not a negative. It's just the way God built you. This is mm -hmm. you know I I can't spell for you know whatever. It says I know if I'm sending something out, I'll usually have Cynthia look at it first. Can you just check this, please? Because I just you know, spell check sometimes doesn't yeah. even pick up my stuff. So it's it's important to find that your strengths and your weaknesses, and then mm -hmm. build on that and find how things work. But if you're consistent, that's one thing that I want. You know, we we've said that word so many times. If you're consistent believe in yourself even in the scariest moments and yeah. move forward just mm -hmm. always take action take one day at a time you will be successful yep that's exactly right yeah so oh my god this is amazing so cynthia do you want to ask because i never can say the word no, i just don't want this to, i don't want this podcast to end i know we could do this for days if you don't mind i think that we'd love to have you on again i think there's uh, that we can talk about. Not at all. 100%. Part two. I'm, I was actually going to say that I was going to text you on the side and be like, yeah, we didn't get, we didn't need, we, a lot we didn't even get to dive into. Um, um, and I would say all day, but I'm going to the Eagles concert tonight. <laughs> Ooh, oh my God. All so right. funny. And I would stay all day, but my son has an orthodontist appointment because he has a broken bracket. So I literally jump off and run in the car. <laughs> 
my goodness. Um, Juliet, I'm not even going to tell them what you did with your first dog because um, you did have an appointment today. Wait, can I? I, I can tell them. Oh, my so, God. So <laughs> Cynthia died. So my 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 little Herbie is getting fixed today. Um, okay. He's our, our, our boxer rescue. And I have a very hard time with taking the parts of our, the, I think it's mean. I feel terrible. So my first boxer, who everyone that knows me knows, he passed the summer and it literally took my legs out for months and months. It, he died suddenly, but he was... Oh, just like my, my children, my, my dogs are like my children. But when he got fixed, I couldn't, I couldn't throw his balls away. So they're literally sending in a container. <laughs> I have his balls in a jar and I would tell my kids, whoever is my favorite at the time of me dying, will get them. And my kids would go, no, I don't, I don't want to be your favorite. I don't want to be your favorite. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, so Herbie is at the vet right now, but I did say, my, I actually was like, should I get, my husband was like, we're not getting another set of balls, please, Doyle. And I was like, you're right. He's my boy. It'll be, but Cynthia had the best idea and I'm not kidding. I think I'm going to do it. She said, I need to dip them in gold or silver and bronze them and put them like, right. So they're like sitting oh, in formaldehyde in like a nice jar. <laughs> That's a fantastic idea. Yes, they'll be playing with them. They'll be like, what are these actually? <laughs> They're Doyle's balls. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, and I, I, Cynthia said she I, she did not want to see a picture, but Jennifer, if you want to see a picture, I'm happy to send you Doyle's balls. I'm open. I told you guys. <laughs> it's, it's fascinating. I'm here. Yeah, it's really fascinating. <laughs> it's actually very... I mean, when my kids used to have, when they have one for, the, for friends over, they don't do it anymore because they're teens and they're like, mom, that's so weird. But when they were little, yeah, they're they, they would show their friends, <laughs> look at my mom saved. These are Doyle. Those are his balls. <laughs> oh my God. Dying. <laughs> Dying. Um, I love it. Okay. So this is something cool that we um, could do and tell you about. Um, because it was an accident because of Juliet's dyslexia that she actually meant to say work ethic on one of our podcasts with Rachel McKenzie, one of my off the field sisters. And um, so she kept saying worth ethic. And um, so I was like, okay, um, well, maybe it's something new, you know, that's <laughs> you know, so, so after the podcast, I was like, Hey, Juliet, do you realize like what you were saying? And she's like, Oh God, what did I say? And, and I said, well, uh, you kept referring to Rachel's, worth ethic and she's like oh god i meant work ethic oh god i always mix that up and i said no no i think you're on to something i think that's pretty awesome mm -hmm. to think about like what is your worth ethic and so i was kind of running by my mother and i said um you know mommy what do you think your like worth ethic is and she's like well like if your work ethic is how you take care of your business then your worth ethic would be kind of like how you take care of yourself and so I was like, yes, exactly. So what we like to do with our guests is we like to say like, well, what would you consider like your worth ethic? How do you, like, what are your, the rules for yourself? How do you like handle you, you in terms of protecting yourself or working for yourself? Meditation. I have to listen to audio podcasts to, I love, I love podcasts. So I listen to anything business and inspirational. I love to kind of hear other people's journeys. Um, and I also love to have a moment to just be quiet. Um, I'm such a loner. It's really sad. Um, I love to be in the woods just alone. Um, if you ask me what my dream trip is, it's probably like 
drop me in the middle of Bali somewhere with some banana trees and enough water to survive. And that's it. I could just be quiet and lay there and enjoy the breeze and the trees. Um, so for me, meditation is my form of self-care. Um, working is my form of self-care. I come into this studio and I feel like a million bucks. There is a sense of peace and serenity of me accomplishing something that I feel like is truly magnificent. And it's not work. It makes me feel, I can't even describe to you what it makes me feel when I get to walk into the studio every day. And I thank the universe and I thank God for allowing me the strength and the tenacity to continue every day to put one foot in front of the other to show up and that's it. And, and if I can dream away and meditate for an hour or two, um, which I used to before I had my little gray. Um, <laughs> and now I can't. Um, and I'm too tired to wake up before her to meditate for an hour. I'd literally just go back to sleep. So um, that's been a little bit trying here. But right now, just literally walking into the studio is knowing my worth, is feeling it, is being around my plants and being around my work and things that I've created with my hands. And it just makes me feel so good. Amazing. Oh, you're a beautiful soul. I mean, deep. Ah, deep. Yeah, it is. And, and to me, what that means is, you know, you have to meditate, you know, you have to work, you know, and so, you know, you, I don't think it's sad that you like to be alone. I think it's wonderful that you like to be alone because you Mm -hmm. acknowledge that you do. So when it's your ethic, you make sure all those things happen for you to be the best person that you can be. And that's Mm -hmm. what I, I thank you for sharing that. No yeah. worries. I amazing. love being here with you guys. This is yeah. fun. Well, I was going to say, since you were saying how much you love podcasts, we got to, yeah, we definitely have to have you on again and, um, and we'll send you some, some good stuff to listen to too, because that's really what, I mean, Cynthia, this is a, what this series is. This is what the podcast is about and it's about inspiring and you definitely inspired. I mean, you inspired everyone here on Fireside, yeah. whether you're on, you know, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitch, um, and Facebook, you guys, we will put this out. Jennifer, I'll make sure I'm following you before I send it all out. Are you on LinkedIn? Okay. I am on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, well, yeah, I'm really bad at LinkedIn, but I'm there somewhere. But I'll, I'll send you the email correspondence uh, in the email correspondence. My Perfect. And my because LinkedIn. and what we'll do is because it's this is live, so then we just put it on the feed so people can listen to it, and then it goes out on the RSS feed. You know, which is you know all where it goes Apple, Spotify, all yep. that in in a, in a few weeks. But um, Cynthia, wonderful again. I mean, just an wow. amazing. I, I just want to say one thing because just. If you if you really want to listen to a podcast that's really relaxing, and I swear, Tommy Vincent's "Stay Stay a While." Mm-hmm. It's sometimes I'm driving and I will put it on just to. It's calm. Her voice is just beautiful. Her conversations are fantastic. Okay. So if you want to, Tommy Vincent, "Stay a While." Stay yeah. A while. yeah. Okay. That's a great one. That's a great one. And and Crystal David also has one. Oh, she's, uh, she's awesome too. Yeah, Crystal she's got a podcast too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really great. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Julia. Yeah. Well, amazing. I mean, thank you so much, Jennifer, for being on YNS Live with NFL Thread here on Fireside. Thank you for everyone, Gina, Paisley, Dave, The Real, uh, Charles. I know you've been here from the beginning. Thank you. And then again, everywhere 
on, you know, we are having people flash in on LinkedIn, sending us messages and um, you just, this is wonderful. So thank you so much again. And we can't, we got to get a skit, like a date again, because I want to really, there's so much more I know to dive into your story that you're going to be able to help women and also women, you know, early on in the NFL. I mean, your, your story is so inspirational. So thank you again. Um, and Cynthia, thank you always. Yeah, thank you. All right, guys. Thank you guys for having me. See you later then. Oh, some good movie. <laughs> we got the good guy. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thank you so much. Have a good one.